Happy Wednesday afternoon. I'm going to start the show by saying something that was famous in the movie. I'm back, baby, and I'm back in the saddle. So uh, let me start the show by uh, thanking all the constituents that reach out to me during my recent health scare. Um, uh, getting old, it's difficult, but it beats the alternative. Uh, so I think you'll agree with me on that. We have an exciting show today. Um, I have a couple guests, and I'm going to go to one right away uh, because she has uh, an engagement that she has to leave for. Um, I don't know if you got the chance to watch the governor's State of the Commonwealth address. It was very well done. For me, the highlight of the address was the opening where a, a Methuen product, uh, that sounds terrible the way I said that, a Methuen product, sorry, um, where a young lady from Methuen High School, right? Yep. Uh, belted out the national anthem and did a fantastic job. And I thought that was clearly uh, worthy of our uh, recommendation and uh, recognition. And so I've got here on the program today. This is Alex, Allison Castillo, who's next to me. So congrats. Great job. Thank you. I'm just going to ask you two quick questions before we make the accommodation, and then we'll let you go, right? Yeah. So how far in advance did you know you were going to do it? Um, so um, I knew beforehand. Yeah. So they, they, would, um, they contacted my mom, and they told us the day, and... I just prepared. Yeah. Were you nervous? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. But it didn't show. Um, no, I just did it. Like, yeah. Out. Yeah. So um, do you, so what do you do, you know, from a, um, a class perspective? Are you taking music courses or the specific things you're doing to get ready for a vocal career? Um, so currently I am in a after school program called City Music. And it's like at a college of music called Berkeley. So I'm currently taking a few classes there, which yeah. is like helping me with performance and also like learning theory and stuff like that. Well, I'm here as the mayor to tell you it's working. And the whole city was very, very proud of you. You did an outstanding job. So join me in giving it up for Alice Castillo. Great job. And uh, we have, you're going to make a off camera here, yeah. a, a commendation that says your outstanding performance of God Bless America and Governor Baker's State of the Commonwealth Address. It's with our grateful appreciation we extend this commendation from the city of Methuen. God bless you. We look for bigger and better. So if you're looking to rent out a performer, uh, contact Ashley's mom, and she can say, come on, stand up here and take this. Yeah. And we wish you nothing but success in your singing career. Outstanding job. Very proud of you. Thank you. All right. Can we get a picture? Good? Yeah. All right. Congrats. Thank you. All right. Having said that, she's got to go. She goes to a relatively unknown school, the Berkeley College of Music. Yeah, uh, pretty well known. So, congrats! Yet another reason to be uh, proud of the Methuen Public School System. Um, there's the caliber of a student that comes out of our our public schools. So outstanding, and um, uh, I appreciate you know all the nice comments on uh, Facebook. Uh, regarding my health. Let's go to the COVID charts if we can, because I've got another fabulous guest from a small business that opened recently here in Methuen. Uh, pardon the hair. I need a haircut. Okay, so the news is really good. Really, really good. Really, really, really good. Um, so 59 new cases in the city this week, um, and that's fantastic. Last week was 77 in my absence. And by the way, uh, a big thank you to um, Jack Wilson, Joel Ferretra, Ryan Hamilton, all the people who stepped up and covered uh, the two weeks that I was unable to get to the show. Really appreciate it. They did a great job. Uh, some people would say they'd rather see them than the mayor, and maybe that's the secret. 
right? Um, but I am going to tell you, you know, we're going to switch to doing this. We're going to continue this once a week, and the mayor's going to start doing podcasts as well. And I want to, one of the things I want to emphasize is the small businesses we have in the city of Methuen, uh, because I'm hell-bent on kind of bu- building those up and helping you. So um, we'll talk about how we're going to do that. Okay, so 59 new cases. We did have four deaths. Um, I can't tell you, to be honest with you, if those deaths were carryover statistics, um, but they are additional deaths from what our count was. Uh, so that's the only negative this week. The news is really good. Um, and if you forget everything else I say in the show, um, other than pertaining to Jamie Lynn's flowers, um, remember that this Saturday at the Loop, there's another distribution of the test kits, the COVID test kits. If you haven't gotten one already from the city, so we did distributions. There's the chart. Thank you. MCS is on the game. <clears throat> if you haven't already gotten one from the city, we'll be at the Loop from 2 to 8 p.m., and you can go down and they'll check you off of the list. If you're somebody who got it in one of the four distribution dates that we had um, previously at the Loop or um, uh, through the Disability Commission, this would not be for you. All right? But anybody else in the city, uh, first come, first serve uh, till we run out. So this Saturday, February 26th, 2 to 8 p.m., and I'll do this ad again at the end. Okay. Next chart, please. So the good, uh, the number of new cases continue to decline. So 284 to 177 to 77.59. Before that, 284, remember, it was 1928. So everything the epidemiologist has said has come to fruition here. Most vaccinated individuals are still experiencing mild symptoms, um, still pumping the vaccine. During my health scare, I was asked 100 times and and tested twice for COVID. Um, So that just tells you that you know, hospitals and institutions are still on the guard for it. And we do have the test kits available. So there's a lot of ways the test kits are available. So it's make. So I want to talk about something that's really confusing to me. Methuen um, Public Schools has them available free, two test kits per student every two weeks, with the idea that you test one week, test the second week. Um, and um, that's a great plan. Only about, when I last checked, only 1,400 out of 7,000 had opted in for the program. I don't know if that signals that the, the rank and file are finished with COVID or what, but it's still there. All right, it's still there. Um, so, um, you know, I want it to be over as much as you do, and I will talk a little bit at the end of the show about, you know, the mask mandate, the decision the school committee made. I wasn't at the meeting, but it sent a note. And I fully support the decision to spend the masks on uh, March 7th. But I'm going to say to you publicly, and I want you all to, this is a great opportunity for yet another diversity teaching point for all of us. We have to learn to accept differences in how we approach problems. So we have parents who still want their children to wear masks. And to this mayor, that is entirely acceptable. Um, And we need to teach our children that they shouldn't make fun of people who wear masks or, or the vice versa. Right? We need to learn to live together uh, with people approaching situations in a different, with a different mindset. That's diversity. Right? That's diversity of thought. Um, and I really want you to talk to your kids about that because it's important. Um, because I respect the rights of both sides, and I understand both parties, the parties that want to keep wearing the mask and the parties that don't want to wear the mask. When my feet are moving because of my health issues, I'm putting a mask on still. Um, 
Do I take it off during the council meeting when I'm six feet away? Yeah. Do I take it off when I'm at work? Yes, because I'm largely six feet away from people. But um, there's still a great deal to be known. And I struggle with the fact that, you know, we've become kind of a um, uh, a drive-through society where we want the answer to every problem immediately, right? If we've got a problem, what's the answer? And in some cases, like this COVID thing, it's not clear what the answer is. And I know both par- both sides, the pro-mask, the anti-mask, will throw statistics and say, you're wrong, Mayor, that says this. No one has done anything that talks about the long-term effect of COVID on kids, on adults, on people that with serious illnesses, etc. That remains to be seen. And so um, let's teach our children to respect each other and respect the, the ability of an individual to pick the process, mask or no mask, that works best for him or her. Um, help me with that. I ask you, please. All right, next chart. This is the gender-based. Um, so you can see that during the uh, spike, uh, the females bumped up quite a bit versus the males. At one point, it was just like two to 300 difference. Now it's well over 1,000, right? So it's more females in the city of Methuen have, have got it than males. So if you put those two numbers together, you're, you're in the 17 grand and change out of 53,000. And that would give you the percentage of Methuen people that have contracted COVID since March of 2020, right? So that's a micro or other. And it does not measure whether people got it once or twice. Many people got it twice. Next chart. This is the age breakdown. Still the younger set leading, as you would expect, because the, the vaccinations came to them uh, latest. Next chart is this is the weekly. So you can see the 59 breakdown. It's still... The predominance in the younger age set, um, but far lower than it has been, and that's the good news, right? And so, go back one second, please. So, a little bit of a spike in the over 72, which is troubling, and that's where uh, most of the deaths came from, right? People with underlying health conditions, this is still serious stuff, right? So, protect yourself. Next. Okay, this is the big three, the mayor's fascination. You can see we had the spike. And now all three starting to calm down. So trends going the same in, in all three cities, Haverhill, Lawrence, and Methuen. Next. And this is the positivity rate and the um, um, the test. And so um, our positivity rate is still a little bit higher, um, but a lot of that because we're testing so few people. So there was a question asked the city council last night that bears repeating. Uh, is Great Lawrence Family Health still testing? They are, and they still have the same hours, and they're posted. So if you need a PCR test, if you don't have a home test kit, um, and even if you do have a home test kit, the PCR is more accurate, right? So you can go down to Great Lawrence Family Health, um, and I think it's 10 to 6 weekdays, and get a PCR, okay? And finally, my favorite chart which is the state. So 92 in the state of Massachusetts. So people say, why is the governor taking the mask mandate? 92.5% of all the people in Massachusetts over age five have received the first dose of vaccination. And 80%, 79.6, have received uh, at least two shots. That's a great number. That's a high number. Um, Methuen is not quite so high. I can't read the number from here, but I'll look it up on my, my own. Uh, when you look at Bethune, we still trail significantly 
and that number in Methuen is uh, against the 92.5 that have received their first dose over age 5 in the state of Mass. Methuen's at 77.9, so 77.8. So we've gone, in the last four weeks, we've gone from 77 to 77.9. Against fully vaccinated, the state's at 80, 79.6. Methuen's at 69.2. All right, so a full 10% gap. Um, and, you know, people uh, asked, you know, there was a lot of discussion when Mayor Wu in Boston was mandating the city employees. I got texts from citizens saying, Mayor, are you going to mandate city employees get the vaccine? And the answer was no. And I'm not going to ever vaccinate. Um, I'm never going to require vaccine cards to get into restaurants unless there's something that turns off the state funding to the city unless we do it. And the reason for that is it's different living on a border state, number one. And number two, I have great respect for um, the right to choose, provided it doesn't infringe on my rights or another's rights, I would say. All right? So if people choose not to get the vaccine, I don't agree with it. But I respect your right to choose. Right? And so I think that's the kind of discussion we've got to be willing to have. Right? And I don't think you should be able to, should be required to flash a card to get into uh, Bada Bing or the Irish Cottage or any restaurant in Methuen when a stone's throw away, you can go to a restaurant in Salem, New Hampshire and not be worried about any of that. Right? Uh, it's hard enough to do business in, in Massachusetts in Methuen on a border, and we'll talk about that in a minute, um, without putting additional barriers in front of our businesses. So uh, we're trying to make common sense decisions for all our small businesses, and hopefully you can see why we're doing that, even if you disagree. And so that's where we are. Um, the news is largely good, and we are uh, happy to see, um, you know, um, the numbers going down. Um, Will you still be handing them out if it's a snow day? Uh, yes. Right? If the snow is bad enough that we have to cancel the clinic, that would change things, Joyce, right? So, um, but I don't anticipate that. So the last I saw, and I get a special update, said six inches. And so it bears, so get outside today while the sun's out, even if you have to leave Mayor's Minutes. Watch this later, recorded, uh, because it's beautiful outside. It's still beautiful. It's 55. The temperature's fallen from like 60. 68 earlier. It was gorgeous out there. Those, these are the days that make you want to live in New England. Tomorrow, uh, I shouldn't say tomorrow, overnight tomorrow into Friday um, are the days that make you not want to live in New, um, New England, right? So, uh, so, and I would ask your indulgence. So I want to say, you know, with all the hoo-ha-ha that people raise about DPW, they did a fantastic job in the last snowstorm. Um, and there's been great discussions on sidewalks. Technically, there's a sidewalk ordinance where residents and businesses are supposed to do their sidewalks. The city does a great deal of it with two snow walk, sidewalk plows. But um, our approach is uh, main roads, get them clear, make them passable for emergency vehicles, um, side roads, and then uh, what I call supplementary, doing the sidewalks, removing snow barriers from, you know, uh, specific areas like downtown, so that people can see, etc. Right. So there's kind of a three-step process there that DPW uses, and they work extremely hard. Right. And they do a fantastic job. And to be honest with you, I was so pleased with the last uh, performance that I sent sandwiches from Borelli's out of my pocket, didn't charge the taxpayers, to the whole 
uh, DPW crew down at the highway yard because fantastic job. And if you don't believe me, go to neighboring communities. Yes, there are a lot of potholes. That's not the DPW's fault. Uh, this is one of the worst winters for it. Even though we haven't been killed with snow, um, we've had wild variations in temperatures, and you're going to see one again here in the next 24 hours where it's been warm, 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 and then cold, cold, cold. And that's the worst thing for the roads because any water gets in there, freezes, uh, expands, and then contracts, and then breaks up you know, some of the paving. And so um, they're doing a good job. If you see a pothole, report it on C-Click Fix. And we'll get people out to it. But um, I started and cut myself off. If you don't have to be out in the storm, don't be out in the storm. If you can work remote, work remotely. Right? Stay off the roads. It makes it far easier for the plows to do their business. Right? And they do do a great job. So join me. Um, and, and, you know, <clears throat> if you got a complaint, go to C-Click Fix. Don't go to social media. I mean, so it's that simple. I want to know where we're doing a good job, and I want to know where we're not doing a good job. So go to C-Click Fix and say, hey, um, it was a crappy job done on my street because we, we employ a lot of contractors, and we want to know which contractors are hitting it out of the park and which contractors aren't, right? So, um, you know, take a look at the performance that happens during the storm um, and give the feedback on C-Click Fix, please. And if you can include pictures, it's even better, right? So... All right, so I got a question that says, do you know about fourth COVID-19 shot, another booster shot? Will there be an annual COVID-19 shot annually? Um, so, yeah, that's still being talked about, Teresa. So many people are saying it. Uh, when I was in the hospital recently, my doctor told me I'd be getting another booster sooner or later. I don't know if he knows something specifically, um, but I'm of a mindset if there's a fourth booster six, eight months, Sign me up. All right, I'll take it. Needles don't scare me. And not side effects for me have been relatively minor. All right? When I got the third dose, and I got a full dose because of my medical issues between November and now, um, I felt like I had like a cold coming on for about 24 hours. And then it went away. Um, and I know people have had far worse. Um, so I guess, you know, it depends on the individual. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's what I know regarding a fourth booster shot. Uh, tomorrow we're going to be at the Bethune Fire Station. Uh, I'm all excited. I saw Tim Shee just logged on. We're going to accept delivery of our brand-new fire truck, our fire engine. I say fire truck, I sound like a little kid. Um, and that's exciting, right, because um, we're replacing a truck. I want the citizen. We're replacing a truck that's been in service since 1999, right? 1999, that's 23 years ago. So... Uh, how many of you keep your, your personal vehicle for 23 years? All right? 23 years of service. And uh, I think one of the things that doesn't get enough credit is we've got another ambulance on offer uh, order. This chief has done a fabulous job replacing the vehicles. All right? Upgrading and making sure we get the, the best in the current. And as somebody who has a required ambulance service in the not-too-distant past, uh, I want to tell you they do an excellent job. Excellent job. I felt safe, comfortable, um, and, you know, in the hands of professionals, right? And the equipment they use has to be as professional as they are. And that goes for every department we have, right? So, um, okay, I got four more minutes before I bring Jamie on, but I want to talk about uh, the camera program got passed last night, and I want to explain a little bit about that. 
I did not bring a slide. So the camera program is the mayor's initiative. Um, when I first came into office, I had a strategy around revitalizing the neighborhoods, and that still exists. And I think they're going to be talking about it at the same time here. Uh, Public Safety Committee is running at the same time as this meeting. Um, one of the elements of that is the camera program. So we're surrounded by communities that have camera programs, Haverhill and Lawrence, and they have been tremendously effective in reducing the crime rate. Um, we're going to hold a public discussion. <clears throat> Council voted to approve the contract, but we're going to hold a public discussion. We're going to have the chief, myself, and a representative from the camera company come in and talk about how we use the cameras because the data is stored for 30 days. <coughs> it's, it's not for, it's for crime and disorder. Um, if we see illegal dumping, will we react to it? Yes, but the cameras are monitored 24-7. They're recording, and then if an incident happens, we go back to the cameras. That's basically what happens. There'll be no peering in the bedroom windows. There'll be no ice spy in the sky. There'll be no um, divorce lawyer X calls up the police and says, you know, my cheating spouse was here. Can I get... That's not what these are for. All right? So I want to allay some of the uh, fears that the traditional citizen have, and uh, at the public discussion, the chief will talk about the policies we're going to put in place or we have in place to guide um, information around cameras. You should know that cameras are everywhere in the city. If you go by the mayor's house and you throw garbage on his lawn, you're on the camera. But that's a camera I pay for personally, right? Um, some of our, most of our schools have cameras. Um, certain neighborhoods already have cameras. Certain individuals have cameras, certain businesses have cameras, and that is a big deterrent and a big um, how you solve crimes, right? So we have um, the city of Methuen is a butterfly that's 27 square miles, right? This first wave, and I want to be honest, this is the first phase of this program because I intend to do more next year in the capital program um, if council agrees is to cover certain hotspots in the city. To give you a perspective, the city of Lawrence has seven square miles and has about 200 cameras, right? And it can prove, it can be proven. If you listen to Councilor Samard last night, or you listen to Chief McNamara, who talked about his experience in Lawrence, great experience with the camera program, right? So they're to be used as a deterrent, not to be used as I spy. Right, and that's my pledge to you, the citizen. But we're going to announce a public discussion. If you've got questions and you've got concerns, come to the session and ask. And the very last thing I want to, you know, we we uh, Joe Cosgrove and Pat Bauer have been working on the trash um, and the recycle. We've gone out. We're sending an RFP out um, that when the answers come back here in the next 30 days, we're going to hold uh, a final public discussion on trash and recycling. And I want you to understand, you know, the cost associated with each element. And give you an example. For the recycle on the RFP, we put <coughs> what would it cost if we didn't do recycling? What would it cost if we stayed the same, biweekly recycling? What would it cost if we um, went to weekly recycling? And under the biweekly and weekly, it, what would it cost if we sp split them out? Food recycles versus paper recycles, etc. Right? Same thing on the the weekly, so that we have a cost associated so that we can make an intelligent decision and you can understand how it impacts your tax. What are the services you're getting? 
and what does it mean to you as a resident of the city of Methuen. Um, so there will be a public discussion. I won't lie to you. I've been disappointed with the public input thus far. Uh, we have some very passionate zealots uh, who participated, and I appreciate their their participation. Uh, Ron Marsan and uh, Lori Devereaux come to mind. They've been right up front about, you know, what they think we need to do, and I appreciate that. Um, we need more people coming because I want to pick a program that makes sense from a financial perspective that you, the citizens, can support. Effective April 1st, the uh, charges at the transfer station are going to change. They've increased. City Council approved that already. And then as part of the July 1 implementation of the new trash and recycle, we will take bulk items and turn them into a perfect collectible where you call and schedule uh, a pickup for uh, trash. And so those are some of the changes we're going to make. And we're going to spell all those out, what it means from a revenue and an expense standpoint to the city. Um, and that'll be in that last public discussion. So please, either attend at Zoom or come to that session because your input is important. Because what typically happens is people don't come and then later they say, my taxes went up. Um, understand what, what happens to, your, to the components that drive your taxes. This is, trash is one of the biggest elements in driving your, no matter what anybody says to you. Yeah, labor impacts it, right? But the trash is a higher percentage impact in the last five years. And that's a fact. So um, that's my spiel for today. Um, uh, lots of good things going on, and I want your involvement and make sure you're aligned. I'm thrilled to invite onto the program, uh, I've been doing you know these small businesses, uh, Jamie Lynn, and I forgot your last name again, is? Garrison. Okay. And so Jamie Lynn just opened a brand new <laughs> florist, shop. flower shop, mm -hmm. and it's in uh, Merrimack Valley on Merrimack Street. Yeah. Okay, and so let's talk a little bit. How hard was it to get open? Um, it wasn't. It wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be more challenging. But I have an amazing village. I have a lot of people in my village that helped me along. So um, it was nice. It was easier than what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you opened just in time for Valentine's Day, right? I did. Yeah. So did you see a boom from Valentine's Day? I did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got I got my name out there, and a lot of you know I'm formerly from Martin's Flower Mart, so yeah. a lot of customers found me and stuff. So it was nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you for, you said you're formerly from Martin's Flower Mart. What did you do there? Um, I was a designer for 15 yeah. years. Yeah, mm -hmm. and you did really creative stuff, is my understanding. I did. Yeah. So, did you bring kind of an audience with you from Martin's to your new store? Has that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I did. Mm -hmm. That's good. Um, so, what are some of the challenges you see? You're opening a brand new business. How long have you been open now? It's since Valentine's Day. Yeah, well, yeah, um, February second, my yeah. birthday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So almost a month. Almost a month. And so, what are the what are the surprises that were good or bad? So it's being recognized. Yeah. So where I'm located, it's not like you know, it's not very flashy per se. So yeah. there's um, a lot of people like, where are you? And I say across the street from Piro. So. Piro's my landmark. <laughs> yeah. Well, everybody knows Piro's, right? Everyone knows Piro's. Bakery or pizza, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and actually, you know, I think I mentioned this to you when I went to your <clears throat> shop in the grand opening. Um, we've been working with the state because we're trying to um, maximize the professional presentation. That's wrong words, but of Merrimack Street. So Jack Wilson's doing that. So make sure you touch base with them because okay. there's a lot there. Um, uh 
got some questions. Let me answer for you. Will we have a 4th of July celebration this summer like last year? Last year's event was nice. You betcha. Bigger and better. <laughs> we will. What updates will be made to Forest Lake this season? Um, so um, there will be um, at least $50,000 of new playground equipment. Um, so kudos to Steve Angelo for getting that grant. Um, we put in for a lot of upgrades to Forest Lake on the ARPA. Uh, the auditor said no, but we do have the opportunity, and hopefully you saw the council's talking about the revenue loss program to use some of that to replace some of the uh, you know, aspects of Forest Lake. Over and above that, uh, I met with Steve the other day, and we're working with the Y and some other agencies because we'd like to bring in some um, I sailboard training and things of that nature. Right, that people are now starting to get into. Because it's my belief that the Forest Lake is really a hidden gem. I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's fantastic, right? And there are people um, there are people who um, live in Methuen all their life and never been to Forest Lake. Never have been. Right? Mm-hmm. Don't even know it's there. It's so tucked away. Um, Joel Ferretro said, everyone has ring doorbells which can be used to help solve crime. That's true. So we had an unfortunate incident in the city last uh, week where we had a shooting. Um, and a lot of the information the police were able to glean as they're trying to solve it with the DA was through uh, household cameras in the neighborhood. All right? So that's really important. Um, and to me, you know, that was so people tend to think crime only occurs in certain parts of the city. I heard a lot of people say, oh, you know, I wouldn't expect it in that neighborhood. Crime can occur anywhere in Methuen, right? And that's why um, that camera program is so important, right? Those cameras are intended to be spread all over the city, and the chief's working that now. All right, back to my friend Jamie. Um, so, um, you know, the recognition was kind of tough. I saw you did a lot of social media stuff. Mm-hmm. Did you do things other than social media? Um, I actually went to businesses, and I dropped off, you know, a flower arrangement and introduced myself to them. That's great. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and are you... Uh, you're a creative person, right? Mm-hmm. So I would be of no use to you because I forget what it is. It's left brain, the creative side, and right brain. That's I'm a right brainer, yeah. right? <laughs> so all facts and logic. Um, you know, what negatively, have you had any negative impacts yet? Or No. No, good. Mm-mm. Thank God. We want to keep it that way. Yes, right? I do. How about working with the city to it's get been, over? It's been good. Yeah. Yeah, it's been, they've been very helpful yep. in getting me to where I need to be. So um, what do you want to tell the audience about your, your business? You know, this is your chance to do a sales plug. Kind of, yeah, go wild. Yeah, yeah, oh, my God, yeah. Um, I don't know. I service everybody, everything. Um, I do weddings, bridal showers, baby showers, bar mitzvahs, funerals. Um, funerals are probably one of, may sound a little bit morbid, but one of my favorite. Yeah. Because I get to learn about someone that is no longer in someone's life, and I get to make something beautiful for them um, that they can, you know, it's more of an honor, I feel, to do now, something. Now, we have a couple of floor shops in Methuen. Mm-hmm. We have Picarillo's. We have you. I'm forgetting something. No, Martin's Close. That's yeah, Martin's Close. Mm-hmm. So um, you guys talk or all, or is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, there's Valley Floors. There's um, Valley Floors, yeah. Methuen Floors. Yep. Maria. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is it kind of a camaraderie? Yeah, it's like a little network thing. Yeah, yeah everyone knows. It's, you know, it's a small, big town, city, so everyone knows everything. So Yeah. yeah. So how do you increase your business, Jamie? So I would guess that, you know, when you start a business like yours, 
you've got a loyal clientele that was with you at Martin's, mm-hmm. and now they're going to largely come with you, right? Yes, I'm hoping so. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you were Jamie's customer at Martin's, she expects you to come to Jamie's. Just you know. Yeah. Um, but how do you, you know, with four or five in town, how do you build on that? What? I think it's more of your you build a relationship with your customers. You know, some customers really want you to talk to them and hear them and, and stuff like that, and some are just in and out. Um, but I think you, you make like your, you know, you build a relationship with your customers and they continue yeah. to come back to you. Yeah, so we got another good holiday coming up, St. Patty's Day. St. Patty's Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is good for carnations and boutonnieres and stuff like that, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so we want to make sure people know and go down to... So give us the address one more time. 291A Merrimack Street in Methuen, yep. Mass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's in a little plaza with... Um, um, Valley Liquors and Sheer... It's a hairdresser place. Oh, my goodness. So you can make one stop <laughs> for St. Patty's Day at Valley Liquors mm-hmm. and Jamie's Florist. You can get your carnations. You can get your whatever you're going to drink, right? Yeah. Guinness or Bud or, or whatever and enjoy the holiday as long mm-hmm. as you don't drink and drive. Exactly. Um, um, other challenges that you see, things that you're worried about, what, what would you want the, the, you know, when this, the average citizen of Methuen looks at this program and we talk about how we can help you build your, your business base, what primary concerns do you have? What's, if, you, if you said, this is the thing I, number one thing I worry about. I don't have one yet. Really? <laughs> Not even the location? No, I like my location. I yeah. really do. Yeah, I like yeah. the location. I was in a um, residential area, yep. and now more in a you know commercial business area. Yeah, it's a little busier. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you're out there and you got questions about Jamie Lynn's florist, come on, write them in. Uh, I see you guys put in some questions about Forest Lake and bathrooms <laughs> and plowing. Um, what questions do you have for a brand new business owner in the city of Methuen? Um, who is in what I consider a very difficult time to start a business. It is. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, taking the challenge, and so we want to support that. Mm-hmm. So um, if you can, if you're thinking about um, prom season, mm-hmm. or um, which is Mother's right around Day. the corner in April, yep. um, if you're thinking about St. Patty's Day, um, think about Jamie Lynn's florist. And if you've got questions about specific kinds of arrangements, if they can do them, Ask them now because she'll answer them mm-hmm. right, while she's here in the program. All right. Um, so you opened February 2nd. Um, and I kind of asked you this. How has business been? Business has been good. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's been slow because it is our slow season. You know, yeah. right after Valentine's Day, it tends to dwindle down. And then you have St. Patty's Day. And then we get ready for um, prom and Mother's Day. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so did... Uh, so Jennifer Belanger said, Jamie makes beautiful arrangements. Thank you. <laughs> uh, she, she said, thank you. Is the, is the flower arrangement next to one of your Jamie Lynn's design? Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. This one here? Yes, I brought that. I didn't even know that. See, the mayor was late getting here and he didn't. So can we zoom in on that, the floral arrangement, show people the beautiful work she does? Is that possible? So people can see? Oh, I don't know. There you go. Look at that. That's beautiful. Thank you. So are we going to do like a raffle at the end, like a wedding, and somebody gets to take them home? Sure. Definitely. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Uh, do you do gift baskets or just flowers? I do gift baskets. Yep. Yeah. So you do both. Mm-hmm. And so what kind of things do you put in gift baskets? Um, you know, I can do a um, snack basket. I can do a, a housewarming gift. Um, 
new baby, baby girl, baby boy, things like that. Excellent. Fruit get baskets. well. Hmm? Get well in case anybody wants to send one to the mayor. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Too late. Uh, um, okay. And, um, you know, I, I guess when I, when I look at your business, when you think about that component of the business, I look at these beautiful flowers, and it is really beautiful. I'm glad somebody brought my attention to it because I, I wasn't even looking at it. Um, the flowers themselves were a gift basket. If you were to percentage your business, how does it kind of weigh out? It's definitely flowers more than gift baskets, yeah, yeah definitely. Okay. Mm -hmm. So um, do you have any promotions coming up? So uh, I'm sitting here thinking we're, we're, we're trying to set up um, we're doing restaurant week for sometime in May, mm -hmm. and we're trying to be cautious with it because restaurants have had difficulty hiring employees. Have you had difficulty hiring employees? No. Because no. you're a small shop? Because I'm a small shop, exactly. Um, but uh, will there be, is there a way to kind of, I guess as the mayor I'm thinking, is there a way to incorporate it that benefits you as a small business, the way that we can take the five or six floors in Methuen and, and do a floral version of restaurant week. Hey, today is uh, beautification week. So one of the things I'm struck by, and people who watch the show would tell you, is the amount of trash on our city streets is disgusting. Um, and we send DPW crews out, and they pick a place up, and then 24 hours later, there's trash in it again. And it's really depressing to me, and it speaks to a culture that doesn't respect. Um, but, you know, um, could we... Without, could we, is there a way you could get together with the other florists that we could do something relative to um, restaurant week at some point in the year? And I'm not, so there would be a discount if you got a dozen roses or whatever, mm -hmm. no matter which florist you went to in Methuen. Hey, this is Methuen Floral Week, right? Maybe sometime in end of May or June when it's, you know, so people wanting to decorate gravestones and things like that could take advantage of it, mm -hmm. but it would still provide a, a benefit to the business at a time that you're normally a little bit slower. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> so you're slow now, then you scoop back up for prom, mm -hmm. and then does it slide down again? No, when? it pretty much stays, you know, yeah. until prom, and then Mother's Day, and then, you know, like you said, Memorial Day. Memorial Day. Yeah. I do do cemetery plantings and stuff like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because there's a lot. Um, you know, we had a meeting the other night. We were talking about the monuments in the city. And a lot of them need um, cleaning and upgrade, but a lot of them could use flowers, um, provided we're going to water them, mm -hmm. right? And that will require either commitment from people in the neighborhood or some kind of city watering truck to go around, right? Um, so that's another opportunity I see for using florists in the city. All right, so um, let's see. Uh, one last chance. Sell. What is it you want to sell? Is there something specific now? So you're a little slow right now. Mm -hmm. Valentine's Day's over. Um, what is it you'd like people to sell? You want people coming in by, you know, get well arrangements like this, or, or I don't even know what this is. <laughs> it's I, just a, an arrangement. There yeah. really is no, you yeah. know, just something I created before I came. So what would you what would you want to sell right now? Um, everything and anything. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> anything that's not tacked down. Yeah, pretty okay. much. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well, I appreciate you coming on the show. Um, uh, we're going to leave it out for questions and see if there's, you know, people ask questions about, because I've asked you all the questions I had. Um, I'm going to throw it open to the public and say, ask your questions on any topic 
that's come up recently, whether it's while I was here or while I wasn't here. Um, ask questions about the camera program. Um, ask questions about you know public safety or anything you can answer. Right? If I can answer it publicly, I'm happy to answer it right now. So this is kind of a free flow Q&A session uh, where we have, where we typically run out of time. We've got 13 minutes left in the show. Jamie sold um, the business to you, and we want you to go do visit Jamie Lynn's Flowers. And the address one last time is? 291A Merrimack Street. 291A Merrimack Street, right? Did they fix that giant pothole in the They did, up? actually, yes. Right. Thank you very much. So I was down there that the grand opening, and I almost fell in. My car almost fell in the pothole. I, like, mm-hmm. I called DPW and said, hey, let's get that squared away. And they did. I think so, it was like two days after they were yeah. there. Nice <laughs> to see you too, Ralphie. Love you, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, questions for the mayor on any topic, cameras, um, DPW audit. Um, I'm going to talk about that for a minute. Uh, I personally don't think it's as bad as some people are talking socially. Uh, the DPW audit highlighted a lot of things. Um, it didn't pillory any individual. Uh, if that's disappointing to you, that's unfortunate. Uh, but I think the city got out of it what we needed to get out of it. So it talks about lack of planning and preparation, lack of ability to measure performance. Those are key elements. Um, it recommends you know, certain personnel ads. Um, I don't agree 100% with the personnel recommendations. I agree with many of them. For example, I do agree with the deputy director of operations for uh, the director, because between the labor issues he runs into every day and um, just the day-to-day issues that arise that require his, um, his sleeve is getting tugged all day. Um, and so we need somebody there who's got a plan, um, who talks about you know, what's going to happen in this quadrant of the city in this section of time, what's going to happen in this quadrant of the city, what are the planned activities? Not what are the reactive ones. So this is what's different from C-click-fix, planned activities, right? Measured and accountable. So we know we, did, we clean X neighborhoods uh, on X dates versus waiting for citizens to complain about them and then reacting to them, right? Um, you know, a lot of people say it shows the DPW is understaffed. I'm not sure I 100% agree. Um, as far back as 2007, we had 77 heads. We have 68 heads right now. We are struggling to fill those heads. That's a different thing. But that's universal across the city. We've got jobs, good-paying jobs that we can't fill, right? Um, and that's the nature of a 5.2% unemployment rate in the city. Uh, we need people who are able to to come out and apply for these jobs because some of them are very good jobs, and we need you, quite frankly. So we've got 68 budgeted heads in DPW. Uh, we don't put that many to work every day. And I'm going to start publicizing. I met with HR this morning, a scorecard that shows uh, what the budget it is, the number of people that are on workers' comp or ILD, um, what the active number of heads are, and how many recs we have posted, and what's the aging of those. All right? So that we're uh, measuring both HR and DPW in the interview process and how we're getting candidates on board. Um, and that's important uh, because we're struggling to fill jobs like many businesses, um, and it's difficult. And that's another factor that adds in, like when the snowstorms come, we don't have as many people to put on the road as we typically do, right? So that's another reason I say they did a um, fantastic job in the last storm. We just got a comment from Jen Marks that said her husband, 
uh, picked out a beautiful Valentine's Day bouquet from Jamie Lynn. So kudos to you guys. Thank you. Yep. Um, so back to the DPW audit. Um, it talked about planning. It talked about that. Uh, it talked about two deputy positions. Struggle with that. I could see my way clear. One, um, this is going to work that Director Bauer and I have to sit down and come up with a plan and go back to council. How are we going to address these things? Some of them we addressed in the FY23 budget. Some of them we address now. Um, some of them we addressed in the capital plan. So they, the auditors recommend a CMS system, which is different from uh, C-Click Fix. C-Click Fix is a 311. See it, react to it. CMS is a proactive system. Go back to what I mentioned before. Um, you've got a schedule in there that says, you know, you're going to clean these streets on these days. Right? And so that's planned out in advance versus a neighbor calling saying, you know, my street hasn't been cleaned in X, Y. Or paving's going to be done in these neighborhoods on these days. Right? Um, because that information is known. Um, and we need to do a better job tracking and providing it back to you so that you know how your money's being used to pay for the services the DPW provided. Um, and, and there were a number of different things in the audit um, that I thought were good. There was a safety element brought up. Um, the fact that we don't do enough as a city safety training for our DPW superintendents and for our employees, right? And so that's incumbent upon the city to do that and in my meeting with HR this morning, I talked about that. For every job in the city, if there's a requirement from a training, educational, professional, safety certification, we should have a grid of that so that we're measuring whether the candidates have it or not or whether it's required for the job, right? So, um, you know, we've got, like I said, a number of, of job openings that are available, and we're looking for qualified personnel, uh, We've got some entry-level jobs, too. We've got laborers. We've got custodians. You know, we're looking for custodians at City Hall. Uh, we're down to one custodian from three, and we're desperately looking for a custodian. I'm also looking at, you know, what's the potential if we outs outsource that? What is the cost versus hiring a body? Um, and I intend to bring that to council. So here's the difference. Here's what I want to do. Um, okay. Um, it's also... Um, the time of year, so um, in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to have um, our very talented chief administrative and financial officer whose contract will renew, I think, sometime in April or May. And let me tell you right now publicly, I'm all for renewing her contract. That young lady is worth a weight gold. Um, and if you don't believe me, talk to the department heads. She's essential to every element of, of what we do. I don't do anything on a contract, on a CBA, or any funding unless I've discussed it with her and the financial impact of the city. Um, so, uh, and she has been a bear from a work perspective, right? She provides work output like no other. Um, so it is my intent to, to go to city council and renew her contract um, so that she's here long after the mayor because she's the right candidate for the job. It's quite frank. Um, but over and above that, I'm going to have her on, because I think one of the things that people oftentimes confuse is, you know, how do we separate the tax rate and the tax increases um, from 
the services that are provided. And so I gave you a couple examples on tonight's program. Most citizens have not even gotten involved in the trash discussion. And I'm not really sure why. Because that is a significant component in your uh, tax you know, portfolio. There were discussions going on about reorganization of um, doing police department. They're doing a presentation on the Public Safety Committee right now. Uh, you should be watching that or watching it on tape um, and understanding what the chief wants to do, right? Uh, he sat down and he's convinced me about certain things he wants to do, and I'm supportive of most of the elements, not all. Most of the elements of his reorganization plan I've signed up for. So uh, a perfect example is he wanted to hire a crime and analysis disorder technician. I'm using the wrong word. And he explained to me what he wanted to do so that we had more specifics by neighborhood. Because right now, whether you want to know it or not, the police officers are assigning their cruises to specific neighborhoods of the city. Right? So you're going to do the Oakland Avenue neighborhood. You're going to do um, you know, Pelham Street. You're going to do House Street. Um, and that's kind of the... And we need to use the data that we have uh, to talk about... Um, you know, what's happening in the city, why it's happening in the city, and what we're doing to address it and prevent it. And that was a great discussion with the chief. Um, and we're looking at a new um, configuration management system for PD as well that will tell us what cars were in what neighborhoods when. Um, but we'll also be part of an overall process that the mayor will get to participate in and the city council will get to participate in where we have monthly meetings and talk about the crimes in the city and um, you know what's, what crimes are happening, what specific crimes, what trends, what has you know, what has the officer in charge done to address it. And that's really where the rubber meets the road. So um, those are all kind of essential elements of, of moving the professionalism and the certification of the police department forward. Um, and I say this publicly, I say it all the time, um, every day, Every day since I've hired him, the chief has shown me examples of why he was the right pick, right? Um, I look in the mirror at night and say, made the right choice. He's the right choice, right? And so I'm not saying I don't make mistakes. I make plenty of them. Um, uh, you should also know that the state has denied our hazard pay appeal, um, and we are deliberating with our auditor, um, Melanson said that we could repay it out of the um, excess revenue fund on ARPA funds. And the CAFO, smart person that she is, said, I better check that with the state. She took it with the state. The state said, no, you can't. So we have our first instance of the auditor saying, you can do it, and the state saying no. And it gives you an inference. But I say this to you. You know, I gave the hazard pay um, Benefits to the city employees. I stand by what I did. Um, I did not misappropriate funds. Um, I did it upfront and transparently. Um, you should be aware that many communities are talking about doing much more than the 1,500 for their employees, right? And many other communities did. So I'm still frustrated that you know, Methuen's been held as a special example, but in the end, it is what it is. The rule makers are making rules. I don't like them, uh, I don't agree with them, but I have to live by them in the end, and I'm going to. 
So uh, we're working with Melanson to see if we can pay them out of the ARPA excess revenue funds, and I will give you an update on that. Um, I've been taken to the well twice by city council, um, December twice over it, and I understand their frustration with it. Um, but I'm just saying this to you candidly. Um, there was no intent to deceive. There was no mischievous intent. I believe these employees deserved it, right? And I made that decision at the time based upon information that we had been given by the state and by others. Um, and there are other communities, don't let people sway, who gave um, hazard pay, right? Um, so uh, it is what it is in the end. Um, okay, we're at the 559 mark. I, I talked about a lot of subjects. I want to get the capital one to make sure you understand because people say, you know, we're paying for that, we're paying for that. Um, you know, as we go forward, um, the council asked me, if you remember, in the November time frame, to make sure we didn't spend and passed a resolution saying we wouldn't spend any ARPA funds unless council approved it. And council wanted a hand in proving it. So my perspective has been I've got the department heads ready to present what they believe the priority projects they are, they have. Right? And that the council would then work with me and select the projects that most benefit the city. Right? In the end, um, I'm going to satisfy that itch. Right? There seemed to be a little switch last night where they wanted something different. But this is what we've been moving towards all along. I've asked council to set up a two-night meeting where each department head can come and say, here's what I need and here's why. And here's why it's very important. Right? Whether it was approved by the auditors or not, and if it wasn't, it would come out of the uh, excess revenue fund. So, um, you know, that process is ongoing. Um, we're ready to go. Um, I'm ready to present to council, and hopefully that'll happen, and hopefully you'll watch so that you understand, right? Because there's certain things that I would like to do, tennis court, that were denied by the auditor, right? Uh, pickleball courts, things like that. You know, that's about a million four right there. So um, I appreciate everybody tuning in today. Get outside. Enjoy the good weather while you can. Uh, Jamie Lynn, thank you for coming. Thank you for having me. Best of luck. And thank you. Wish you congratulations on your business. You'll see me. Um, and I want to thank you, the Methuen residents, for being so kind. Uh, don't be afraid to ask questions. Um, we're moving the city forward one step at a time, and things are moving in a really positive direction. And I love, you know, make sure you read the February and March Methuen Life, because Jack Wilson talked about some of the economic development. In March, New Balance opens. We're going to have a grand opening with Congresswoman Trahan. That's fabulous. Uh, but we've got other things on the docket uh, that we've agreed to. Some we can't say publicly yet. Some we can. Uh, that are really going to be a boon to the city. Uh, so things are starting to turn from the pandemic. And uh, I want to give kudos to Jack Wilson because he's hit the ground running. Uh, so thank you to all my staff. Thank you to all the people working for the city. I really appreciate what you do. Um, and um, I appreciate the ability. Uh, I want to thank Luis and all the team who made it possible for me to do my job and participate in my meetings, even when I was hospitalized. Even the couple of days I was hospitalized, I was able to Zoom makes you like a, a, a partner for life here, right? You could be with anybody anytime during the day, and that was really beneficial. So even when I was getting my treatment, um, people were amazed that I had my 
iPad, and I was just talking away and uh, doing business. And they said, normally people sleep when they're doing this treatment, right? So uh, for me, it was really uh, galvanizing, and I appreciate it. So God bless you all. Get outside. Enjoy this good weather before it fades. Um, Try and stay off the roads Friday when the travel gets tough. In the meantime, uh, stay healthy, get your vaccination, and we're back here next week with a couple of new guests. Thank you.